Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Good morning and welcome to the Essen Fresen show. I'm Adrian Bagatti and I am your host for today. It's the beginning of the year and January leaves us all with less money than we would like. With school fees and overspending on December holidays, we don't have as much money for January as we would like. Um, as everybody calls January, January, it is a worry. You get paid early in December and your salary now has to last six weeks instead of four. So it does become quite a big thing. Um, new school uniforms, new school kit, new stationery, all those kind of things are going to play an important part. Now, there's not a lot you can do about that kind of thing. It's inevitable. Every year comes around and every year we still have school stuff to buy. But there is one area where I know that we can reduce our grocery spend. And that obviously, as I said, the grocery spend that is in our meal planning and how we reduce the food that we buy without compromising our health and the health of our children or the ingredients that we buy. So I thought I would focus on how I meal plan to reduce my food bills, share one of my favorite recipes, budget-friendly recipes, and a few ingredients that are always in my cupboard. Now, if you would like to share your budget ideas, favorite recipes, or ingredients, you can send us an SMS to 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Or you can send us a telegram on 061-895-1019. You can also email us at info at highfm.com. So let's kind of start with my favorite ingredient. Now, it's not a popular ingredient. And I think part of it is because it reminds people that they don't have any money. It's often associated with poor people. It comes in cans. Um, and a lot of people complain that it gives them wins or gas. So I'm sure by now you know I'm talking about baked beans. Baked beans are my absolute favorite. They are a must-have in the cupboard. Not because I love the taste or anything, but because of the versatility. Although I do like them on toast. Um, and nowadays you can buy the tomato, the baked beans, not only in the plain old-fashioned tomato sauce, but you can buy them flavored. You can get them in curry sauce now. And they are just so useful. Truthfully, I have a lot of dried legumes and pulses. I've got lots of cans in my cupboard, and they help me stretch my meals at the end of the month. Really adding a can of mashed beans to your mincemeat bulks it up quite substantially and makes it a low GI filling meal. Low GI foods keep your family full for longer. And if you've got children and teenagers, you'll know that keeping them full is quite a difficult task. So that is exactly why the canned beans are so important. And you can mash them up and nobody would see them. Uh, and that's what I used to do. I used to mash up the beans before I would add them to anything. The sauce adds a nice flavor. So if you're using a curry sauce, you don't have to use your curry powders or anything like that because that sauce is going to flavor your food. And I would mash up these beans, put them in my mints, and nobody ever knew the difference. In fact, one of the kids' favorite 
meals that I used to make, and I haven't done it in a long time, I'm not quite sure why, is my black bean burger. And black bean burgers, well, the first time I made them, I did not tell anybody what they were. They actually thought they were ordinary burgers. Um, I just got complimented on changing the recipe of my burger patty. Um, and only after the meal was done, then I sort of let everybody know that it was actually black beans and not meat. Um, but since then, everybody has wanted it and asked for it, which is a great thing in a household of huge meat eaters. But you don't only have to use your beans in your mince or do baked beans on toast. You can use it in stews. You can even use it in soups. So while I was researching this week's show, I came across 15 things you can do with a can of baked beans. Now, these are different recipes. I didn't get the recipes down. They're easy to look up on the internet. Um, and some of them don't actually need like recipes. They're fairly easy to work out for themselves. I have put some of the ingredients that they use on. So the first one was a chicken tostada. Now, tostada is basically a toasted tortilla. But when you're at the end of the month and you need to stretch it, tortillas can be a little expensive. So I just put it on toast. And what it is is it uses your leftover chicken that you pull apart with some vegetables. You can use peppers. You can use the baked beans, obviously, um, some spinach, lettuce, cabbage, whatever you're going to, putting it on this tortilla or your toast. And it makes a nice light meal, especially for lunch. The next one was also quite easy, is a baked bean chili. Now, you can buy baked beans with the chili sauce already done, and then you just serve it with some grated cheese and a nice fresh salad, and you've got a meal that you can serve. You can get rolls to put it on. You can get tortillas. You can get little mini wraps. However you want to serve it, it'll come out nicely. Um, and you just heat it up on the stove like you would do a chili. Obviously, if you're going to do a proper chili, you would take the beans uh, in tomato sauce, chop up some onions, chop up some garlic, some chilies, and just add some flavor to your um, baked bean chili. The next one that I came across was a sweet and sour bean dish. And this uses cans of mixed beans, so you don't only use baked beans. You can open, depending on how many people you're cooking for, you can open a can of like four different beans, or you can buy the three bean mix and then just make the sweet and sour sauce. Now, a sweet and sour sauce is generally a balance of, say, like a barbecue sauce with some brown sugar and some vinegar, just balanced out so that you're on the edge of sweet from the sugar and sour from the vinegar. And neither one must be too overpowering. That is quite important. Um, you list, Once again, I'm reminding people that I'd love to hear what is your favorite budget beta recipe, your favorite ingredient, what do you always have in your cupboard. You can send us your SMSs on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send a telegram message on 061-895-1019 or email us at info at highfm.com. Whether you are halishing for halas 
or wanting to buy or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Right, we were talking about 15 things you can do with baked beans. I still would love your recipes, so let us know. Next one I came across was a baked was a bean cassoulet. Now, cassoulet is usually a casserole, so you just need a nice oven-proof dish to do this or a pot that you can put on the stove because it is best done on the stove. This uses a lot of leftovers, which is why it's a great idea for the end of the week or the beginning of the week if you want, like a Monday or something like that, or the end of the month. It's made from chicken, cut-up sausage, old bread rolls or challah, or even better, old croissants with chopped tomatoes and, of course, your baked beans. Um, cooking that all up, heating that all up on the stove, getting it nice and cooked through the sausages and your tomatoes and your baked beans. Um, obviously, there are more ingredients, but I haven't listed those. Then we have a side dish, the four-bean salad. Everybody knows our braai standard, four-bean salad. You can now buy this as a three-bean can and then just add some green, canned green beans to it and find a dressing you like. Um, whether uh, I do mustard and garlic and a bit of onion on in it. Stir it up and it's beautiful on your beans. The next one was a ranchero. Now, ranchero is usually nachos or tortillas. Um, the chips are used to scoop up your mince and your beans and your and corn that you mix into like a bit of a casserole and you serve it on your nachos or your tortillas. Now what I do with the tortillas is I take a pizza slicer and I cut them into wedges and then I toast them and they work just as well as nachos and they're a little bit cheaper. I mentioned stew earlier, so beef stew is easy. Um, whether you're using mince or actually stewing beef makes no difference. A little bit of chilies, your baked beans and some root vegetables and you've got a perfect stew. Then there's a pineapple stew that I found and I really think I'm going to try this one because it's actually made with minced meat, pineapple chunks, the baked beans and they've asked for canned mushrooms. Now I haven't seen kosher canned mushrooms in a while so I would probably use fresh mushrooms for this. I don't know that my family that I've ever used canned mushrooms. I know my mother swears by them. The next recipe I found, which was quite fun, it's a tortilla stack. So kind of like a lasagna, but made with tortillas, you know, layered between the minced meat and your baked beans and sauces that you pour over. And you, if you're not doing it with meat, you can put cheese on top. Or if you are doing it with meat, why not play around with the new vegan cheeses that are available? I do love those, but I like experimenting, so that's why. The next one was a spicy bean bake. This required baked beans, barbecue sauce, crispy, well, they asked for crispy bacon, so you can buy beef or lamb bacon. Fry it really, or microwave it really, really crisp and then crumble it in. Some onions, some molasses for a little bit of sweetness and to enhance the um, spice and then some canned pineapple. They're asking for crushed canned pineapple, which you can get. And or you buy the wedges and you just mash it yourself. Um, fresh pineapple would not work with this. Um, it does need to be in its syrup. 
then we found pulled beef nachos, and this is perfect for left use of leftover Shabbos roast or slow-cooked meat, any meat, whether it's chicken or beef or lamb, it would work beautifully. You add a can of baked beans, some nice spice bend, like a steak spice or something like that, some mixed bell peppers, you can add lettuce and tomato and onion salad, and serve it with some nachos again, or on bread, however, however you like to serve it. Then there was a recipe, and it's exactly what it says, beef and beans, literally. It's beef mints, canned beans, onion, celery, molasses, garlic, tomato sauce, and some mustard for a bit of a tang to it. Um, seems like an easy thing to do. Like I said, these recipes are very easy to find on the internet. Another idea was simple baked beans. This just required onion, garlic, maple syrup, and baked beans. Just mix them up, fry your onions and your garlic, stir in your maple syrup and your baked beans, and serve it as a side dish. Really a nice addition and a nice filling addition at the end of the month. Maple syrup might be a little bit more expensive, but if you've got it in the cupboard and you only use a little bit at a time, it does work out quite nicely. Then there was beans and sausage. This was an easy one. It's mixed beans, some spicy sausage, onions, jalapenos, like nicely sliced, some barbecue sauce, some steak spice, and some mustard. So for those who like a spicy meal, this would be perfect for you. Then my last recipe from them is a hot dog pie. This is beef mince, hot dog sliced lengthways, baked beans, tomato sauce, some brown sugar, pie crusts. Now, we don't get ready-made pie crust here, so just get yourself some nice puff pastry, roll it out into the shape of your pie dish, and then fill it with your beautiful fillings. And if you're quite adventurous, which I am, is you can make some nice pair of cheese that you can cut into cubes. I would add that then to your mince and your hot dogs and then grate some more on top of your pie. And it, in the oven, it would be delicious and gooey. So that's a nice thing. Now, believe it or not, I've actually made bean truffle, black bean chocolate truffles. Um, so I have shared that recipe once before on the here. Um, and they were absolutely delicious. So you would find that recipe should be on the High FM website. Now, besides the fact that beans will help you bulk up your meals, um, they also have many health benefits and are especially good for diabetics and definitely needed in a vegan or plant-based diet. So when I was researching health, uh, healthline.com, gave me the benefits of a can of beans. And I'm just going to read it out to you. A lot of it is um, size-wise, but it was something nice to, and interesting. So the first one was baked beans provide fiber and plant-based protein. So for those who've got people doing the vegan diet or kids doing the vegan diet and are worried about protein, please note that baked beans is a very good source of protein. They're also a good source of something called thiamine, zinc, and selenium. Now, all of those support energy production, immune function, and thyroid health. Now, energy production, so for kids who are sporty, 
baked beans are, are an amazing source of energy for them. For those with low immunity, once again, your baked beans do help with your immunity, and apparently they do help with thyroid. Now, when you're buying a can of baked beans, you do need to check the nutritional content of each can before buying it. So the U.S. Dietary Guidelines recommend a minimum of one and a half cups, that's 275 grams, of legumes per week for an average 2,000-calorie diet. Now, 2,000 calories is exactly what we are supposed to be eating. And um, 275 grams of legumes is actually not a lot. They're not talking about you eating this all in one sitting. So, you know, having one and a half cups of baked beans in one sitting. What they're talking about is beans one day, baked beans one day, green beans another, peas on another day, maybe even lentils on a day. Um, so small amounts every day. Then they did a study. So one study actually found that 57% of adolescents liked baked beans, while less than 20% liked lentil soup or a salad made with beans. Now the reason for the comparison is that most of us feel lentils are healthier, so they'll make a lentil soup. But baked beans are easy, and they're in a can. Even the kids can open that. Um, and really, how often are you going to find something that the majority of teenagers are able to actually enjoy or, or will choose to eat? Um, so that's really an important thing. Uh, one of my things is when there's no food in the house, I go, there are cans that can be opened. And really, that's a baked bean. Open a can and eat it. Um, I have one who will do that with chickpeas. They will open the can of chickpeas and eat it straight from the can. There's food. You didn't have to cook. And it was easy to do. Now, baked beans are also high in fiber, so they keep your bowel healthy. But we will do more on that in a moment. You're listening to the SN Fresen Show on High FM. Are you a good teacher? Are you truly passionate about helping children learn? Are you willing to volunteer your help? We're going to be starting a homework helpline this year, and we would love to hear from you. The homework helpline is not only for children in our community, but for all the children in South Africa who need academic support and help. To find out more or be part of this world first, email info at highfm.com. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. I'm Adrian Bugatti. Um, so we were talking about baked beans and the health studies um, found from healthline.com. So one of the things they mentioned here is that in one study, adults with high cholesterol ate a half a cup of baked beans daily for two months. I'm not sure I could do that, though. Um, and what they saw in those people was a 5.6% decrease in total cholesterol compared to when they didn't eat any beans. Now, 5.6 doesn't sound like a lot, but it is actually a very big drop in your cholesterol. So even eating it once a month is going to have a small benefit to your cholesterol if you already have high cholesterol. Then in another study, men with borderline high cholesterol ate five cups of baked beans every week for a month. Theirs dropped by 11.5% and 18% in total and LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, respectively. So that is a huge jump. Uh, once again, I 
don't know anyone who is going to eat five cups of baked beans every week. But maybe there is somebody. The downside with canned baked beans is that they do contain sugar and the store-bought variety also contains preservatives. So when you are choosing what brand of baked beans you're looking at, don't only look at the cost. Yes, we want to keep it quite cheap, but generally baked beans are not an expensive commodity anyway. But you do want to look at the one with a lower sugar level in it. Please remember you'll never find fat, high fat and high sugar um, naturally and that's why it shouldn't be in cans either. So just look carefully what is your percentage per day and choose wisely. So the thing, the other downside with baked beans is uh, they do have great gut benefits but they may also make you a little gassy. So please be aware of that when you are using, you know, eating a lot of baked beans to bring down your cholesterol and improve your general health or save money at the end of the month. I would love it if you would share some of your budget ideas, your favorite recipe or even your favorite ingredient. You can send us an SMS on 34519 and SMSs are charged at 150. You can also send a telegram message on 061 895 1019 or email us at info at highfm.com. Now, I said I would share my recipe. One of my very favorite recipes is my budget beta mince recipe. Very simple, very easy, and it's very versatile as well. Now, my recipe is quite a big one, so it serves up to about six people. But you know, depending on the people in my house, it would only serve four. But I do know I've made it for somebody and they had six people and leftovers. So remember, recipes are said for four most recipes, but it depends on how big a family you are. Um, if I, I've done it before where a recipe is said for four people, I've made it for four and I've looked at it and go, that's going to feed two people in my house and had to like quadruple the recipe. So just be aware when learning recipes. But this is a big one. So the ingredients are 15 mils of cooking oil, 500 grams of lean beef mince, one onion diced, two cloves of garlic diced, half a teaspoon of dried oregano, half a teaspoon of dried parsley, half a teaspoon of dried sweet basil, a can of chopped tomatoes, half a cup of water or stock, and salt and pepper to taste. Um, you can use fresh if in, um, herbs if you want, but the truth is that having the dried herbs, you use less, and in the long run it does work out cheaper because it's on your shelf already. So that's an important thing. Right, how do you make this? Well, it's very easy. You fry your onions and garlic until they're a bit glassy. Take them off the oil and set aside in the pan. Then in a mixing bowl, you're going to mix all your other ingredients together, including the, and then you're going to add your onion and garlic that are already cooked. You're going to put your pan back onto the heat. You're going to put the beef mixture into the frying pan and you cook it on a medium to high heat until it's done usually takes me about 10 to 15 minutes, 
but I am cooking on gas. So if you're on electric, it might take a little bit longer, um, especially if there's load shedding. And I love to serve this with any type of pasta. Macaroni makes a good one to top this with, but also your spaghetti or mashed potatoes or rice. Now there's some variations to this recipe, so I'll give you those as well. You can make it sweet by adding a half a cup of peach chutney. You can make it curried by adding one to two teaspoons of garam masala to the onions while you're frying. It is a mild curry, um, but you can adjust the strength of your curry by adding uh, chilies or a stronger curry uh, powder. You can also substitute the onions with baby marrows or courgettes, finely grated. And this is especially when good when giving it to small children who aren't ready yet for the strong flavor of onions. Um, I used to also add a quarter of a cup of finely grated carrots and baby marrows to just hide some vegetables into the mince. That got my kids eating vegetables without knowing about them. And that's quite an important thing. If you need to stretch it even more, you can add a can of baked beans all mashed up into the mixture and a cup, about a half a cup of oat bran. Um, and that would actually take this from between four and six people to up to eight people. So it's a good source of fiber. It makes your meal into a healthy option, especially for the diabetics as it lowers the GI. But what it also allows you to do is divide your recipe in half and freeze it for another week. Uh, like that for me, for a busy mom uh, who really doesn't enjoy cooking all that much and just needs time savers, making double will work beautifully, keeping it in the fridge or in the freezer for two weeks' time or a week's time or even for next month is always a good idea. Now, the second thing that I have in my cupboard or in my fridge is garlic. For me, there must always be garlic. I can do without onions sometimes because you can always open a can of tomato and onion. But garlic, garlic must be there. And garlic, I keep whole cloves, fresh whole cloves. Please remember not to store them in closed bags, but they should be in something that's breathable. Otherwise, they sweat and they go moldy even in the fridge. And in my fridge, I have a bottle of already minced garlic in its oil. And sometimes all I use is a little bit of the oil. I don't even use the garlic, just to add that little bit of flavor. But garlic is just, besides adding flavor to things, it's a healthy thing to eat, to have. And you can do so much with it. My family love whole roasted heads of garlic and simple with that is you cut your big head of garlic in half, you put the two halves into your roasting pan, whether you're making chicken or something else, you put it in like that, and you roast it with your meat, it flavors the meat without touching it, and then that garlic is beautiful and soft and nice to spread over toast or challah or however you want to eat it. Another way of looking uh, preserving garlic or getting the benefit of garlic is by peeling a few of the cloves of garlic into some oil, usually olive oil, but 
I have done it in normal oil, in, in sunflower oil, and it worked just fine. And it gives you, after about a week, you've got garlic oil. And it's an amazing ingredient to cook with uh, instead of normal oil. It just gives you that flavor without giving you all that garlic. Now, a few, once again, healthline.com is where I went to find out about the health benefits of garlic. So it is an antioxidant, but it also helps prevent and fight flu and other viruses. So a large 12-week study found that a daily garlic supplement reduced the number of colds by 63% compared with a placebo. Now, placebo is usually a, ta- a sugar tablet or something. Um, you can buy garlic capsules. You don't actually have to eat the amount needed in a day to have fresh garlic. That will not only keep the vampires away, but probably all your friends and family too. Now, when taking garlic supplements, they found that the average length of a cold was reduced by, or a cold symptom was reduced by 70% from five days in the placebo group to just one and a half days in the garlic group. So that's quite a lot of time to be better quickly. I mean, from like four days, three and a half days, you've got of productivity that you wouldn't have had, you'd have been laid up in bed with your flu. Another study also found that a high dose of aged garlic extract, so it's like 2.5 grams per day, reduced the number of sick days with the colds or flu by 61%. That means that the amount of times you get colds or flu is reduced, um, and as well as how often you are, how long you are sick for. Uh, 61% is a lot. So um, if you're a boss, ask your staff to start start taking garlic. You'll have less people off sick, especially in winter. And that is something we did discover, is that in my house we started using garlic a lot in winter, garlic and ginger especially, and almost no one got sick. So that was a really good thing. Um, And I've been doing that for years, um, but five years now, and it really makes a big difference. Another way to do garlic, I said when you've roasted that garlic, it gets nice and soft. You can mash it and spread it over some nice toast, or you can place whole whole peeled garlic cloves into some lamb shoulder with some sprigs of rosemary. You can take an ordinary piece of meat. You cut your clove of garlic or your in half, so you've got some of it exposed, and you just rub that piece of garlic over the meat to flavor it that way. And it's especially great if you don't like a lot of garlic, but you would like that flavor for your meat. Uh, and then just salt and pepper before you cook your meat. Once again, I'd love to hear your budget ideas, your favorite recipes, or your favorite ingredients. You can send an SMS to 34519. SMSs are charged at 150. You can send a telegram message on 061-895-1019 or email us at info at highfm.com. Now, I've already discussed two of my favorite ingredients, and it's time to talk about how I plan my menus to reduce my food bowls. Now, obviously for me, I find that my first step is finding what everybody likes because as teenagers, as kids, their likes and dislikes literally could change from one day to the next. I'm sure you experienced that. 
Thankfully, as my ch- children have all reached adulthood, their tastes have mostly stabilized, and I don't need to do this as often as I used to. So in the past, when they were younger, I would do a dislikes and likes check every three months. And this year, I will only be doing it now in January and and then probably again in June, just for the change of season. When I plan my meals for each week, I start with a template. Now, my template is not decided by anything specific, but it does make things easier. And I kind of went along with like some of the fads, like meat-free Mondays. Um, I've now progressed to vegan Mondays, mostly as a challenge to learn new recipes, feed my family healthy, filling, nutritious food where they won't miss the meat so much. Uh, I have big meat eaters. So Monday is vegan Mondays. Tuesday, we have mince night. This is in because of the this, this fad of taco, taco Tuesdays. Everybody's heard of that. But I have about 15 different mince recipes that I can put into my meal plan at any stage. Wednesday night in my house is meant to be a fish night. The problem is most of my family don't like fish. And the ones who do like expensive fish or canned tuna. So I get a choice. Mostly we do tuna. I am not feeding people Norwegian salmon steaks or tuna steaks. That would be a little defeating of the purpose of budgeting. So what happens is I often make, I'll make something with tuna on a fish night and then the one person who doesn't eat any kind of fish at all gets to make themselves something else to eat. I do not run a restaurant. If you don't like what I make, then there's toast and baked beans or sweet corn in the cupboard. Go help yourself. There's also cereal. What I usually do on a Wednesday is a pasta with a sauce of some sort and some vegetables, and those who want to add tuna to it can do so themselves. Once again, no restaurant here. Then on Thursday and a Friday night, I alternate between chicken and red meat. Now, this allows me to write recipes that don't do well standing for a long time in the warmer for Shabbos dinner, on a Thursday, and then meat or chicken and gravy for the Friday night supper. Much easier. I leave the weekends for leftovers, for hot dogs, for takeout. Uh, takeout is usually the first Sunday after payday. We also rarely eat out, which is why I say takeout, not eat out. The reason being is it's very expensive with a large family and being kosher. But also when you go into a restaurant, everybody's going to order drinks. The drinks are an extra between 10 and 20 rand of drink. So that costs. Then somebody in the table will ask for a sharing thing, like a salad or something. So that gets extra as well. When you're ordering takeout, you're only ordering exactly what people are going to eat. So the burger or whatever it is, the pizza. And then they will add the... um, I've just been corrected by somebody listening in. Drinks are actually more like 20 to 30 rand and not 15 rand, 10 to 15, like I said. So when you're ordering takeout, everybody gets exactly what you want. You can then either everybody drinks water or you can buy a nice two liter of something and everybody's happy. No desserts, no extra sides, and it keeps your costs down especially if you are kosher. So when plotting the meals on my planner, I go with what I know first. So that's usually a Tuesday night. 
please don't be afraid to make a family favorite often. I think I used to make one of my chicken dishes almost every two weeks because I at least knew everybody was going to eat one meal that week. So use it again and again and again, especially if you've got toddlers and you finally got something they eat. Make it until they stop eating it. Just give yourself a bit of a break. Wednesday night is also quite easy as I have some regular recipes that I do make over and over again. I have enough that they are repeated maybe every two or three months. Then I plan my Thursday and Friday night meats. The meats go first because then I can plan the soup on Friday night and then add the vegetables of my choice. So that's an important thing. One of the things that you do need to take into account when you are making your meal plan is obviously dietary requirements, illnesses, and that kind of thing. And this is why meal planning works so much better. If you've got somebody who is lactose intolerant, somebody who's got Crohn's, somebody who's diabetic, you can adjust your menus to fit them and to help them or to make a small side dish that they can eat when the rest of everybody else is eating yours. You know, so somebody with celiac and you're making pasta, you can make some rice that they can have with the same sauce. Always easier. Then I plan Monday. Monday is my last plan. The reason being it is my most challenging part. I'm coming up with interesting vegan meals for a family of meat eaters. Now there are two ways to decide on your recipe choice for your meal plan. One is by checking what you have in your pantry or by how much time you have to cook each night. And that is the beginning of my meal planning journey. I mean, who likes what and what to cook when, based on what's the cupboard, nothing's going to beat that. Please also remember, you don't have to meal plan Monday to Monday or Sunday to Sunday. I actually stop my meal plan Wednesday to Wednesday, just because we used to have those Wednesday specials at Food Lovers, uh, so that's where the meal plans came from what was on special for the week ahead. And that was easy to use and easy to use up. If you would like to share your budget ideas, favorite recipes or ingredients, please send us an SMS on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. You can also send a telegram message on 061-895-1019 or email us on in, at info at highfm.com. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. I'm Adrian Bugatti, your host for today. Now it is time to do some kashrut updates from around the world. A reminder to please check all symbols to ensure that they are acceptable hashes for your community. Everybody is different. And then also... Please check the Beth in Kashrut guide for your Yoshin products and establishments. The last update was the 20th of December. So one update from South Africa, and that is Funky Omar Biltong and Pecorino Salt. It does bear the Beth in symbol. This product is actually not kosher. So that's an important thing to take out because I would have got quite excited if I'd ever seen the salt anywhere and a Beth Din symbol. Now, for those of us in the, for those people listening from the US, couple of updates on products and restaurants. So the first one is Sushi Fusion, located in Forest Hills, 
it is no longer under Vadharabonim of Queens. Then also Pizza Palace Cafe, also in Forest Hill. Uh, also, once again, no longer under the Vaad Harabanim of Queens. Then an announcement from Jim Bean Sources. Original barbecue, maple bourbon and smoky barrel. They are no longer kosher because of a processing change. So products prior to the 6th of January this year, 2023, if they bear the Chof K, are still approved. Anything after the 6th of January production date are no longer kosher. So please be very careful when buying your products. Alesto Mountain Trail Mix, sold by Little, mistakenly bears a plain OK symbol instead of the required OK dairy. This is a dairy product. Please be careful to check that. Those of you in London, the following PME products listed on Page 60 of your Really Jewish Food Guide are only certified kosher London Bethden Parav if they have a specified best before end date. And the following ones, you'll find that on your updates in your if you go onto their website. But PME Airbrush Colors, end date 2025 June. PME Brush and Fine Pens, June 2025. PME Concentrated Color Pastes, September 2025. PME Natural Liquid Colors, January 2024. PME Powder Colors is June 2025. So obviously this is for bakers. The following PME products are no longer certified or approved. So the PME Belgian Chocolate Curls, PME Fondant Icing, PME Glitter Flakes, PME Glycerine, PME Madagascar Bourbon Vanilla Paste, oh yum, PME Mix and Paint, PME Natural Flavors, and PME Sugar Pastes. None of them are kosher. Then the following Rude Health Granolas listed on page 34 of your Jewish Food Guide were certified KLBD Parav. They are now KLBD Dairy and bear the KLBD D logo. These are the following ones. Granola Chocolate Crunch, Granola Crunchy Almond, Granola Crunchy Berry, Granola Low Sugar Almond and Hazelnut, Granola The Ultimate. The old stock bearing the Power of Logo is still Power of However, so that should keep you all busy. If you have updates from anywhere else around the world, that would also be a nice thing for people to um, let us know about new products coming on the market we will allow those as soon as they come in. Please remember you can find the recipe that I shared, my basic mince recipe, on the KFM website after the show. My name is Adrian Bugatti and I have been your host for today. Until next Tuesday, stay warm, stay safe and budget carefully.